We're going to turn now to that battle raging between the White House this morning and former aide Omarosa Manigault Newman. The firing, the president firing back at Omarosa, calling her a, quote, lowlife over sensational claims she's now making in interviews and in her new book. And now she's released audio she claims is from the moment she was fired, secretly recorded inside the White House. Our chief national affairs correspondent, Tom Yamas, is here this morning with all the details. Hey, Tom, good morning. David, good morning to you. She's on a book tour, but it's feeling more like Omarosa, the revenge tour. We're now learning on the day she was fired, Omarosa walked into one of the most secure and sensitive areas of the White House, ready to record. This morning, Omarosa drawing the wrath of the White House, admitting she secretly recorded Chief of Staff John Kelly inside the Situation Room as he was firing her. I think it's important to understand that if we make this a friendly departure, um, we can all be, you know, you can look at, look at your time here in, in uh, the White House as a year of service to the nation, uh, and then you can go on without any type of uh, difficulty in the future relative to your reputation. Amorosa says that's proof she was threatened to keep quiet. The White House says the recording is proof she has no character or integrity. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says the very idea a staff member would sneak a recording device into the White House Situation Room shows a blatant disregard for our national security. And if I didn't have these recordings, no one in America would believe me. No one. And she says there are more alleged recordings at issue, including one she now says she heard. In her new book, Unhinged, Omarosa claims three people told her about a recording of the president using the N-word on The Apprentice set, but she wrote she never heard it herself. The existence of any such tape has never been proven, but now the former White House advisor claims she heard it. Once I heard it for myself, it was confirmed what I feared the most, that he is truly a racist. Omarosa says by the time she heard it, the book could not be updated. She also claims the Trump re-election campaign offered her this consulting contract obtained by the Washington Post, which promised $15,000 a month in compensation. But she describes it as a hush agreement. The non-disclosure agreement states she could not demean or disparage publicly in any form or through any medium the campaign or Mr. Trump. That's not hush money. Everybody sends an NDA. Over the weekend, President Trump sharing his thoughts about his former contestant on The Apprentice that he brought into his campaign and into his White House. Low life. She's a low life. On the campaign trail and even after she was fired, Omarosa was a fierce defender of the president. I would never sit nor work for someone who I believe to be a racist. For her part, Omarosa is taking some blame for standing by the president's side after he made racially insensitive comments. Oh, totally complicit. In fact, I had a blind spot where it came to Donald Trump. I wanted to see the best in him. And obviously, I, I felt miserably. The Trump re-election campaign is also firing back, saying Omarosa is now in the business of peddling propaganda to sell books. The White House has called all of those allegations, including the use of the N-word, lies and false accusations. David. All right, Tom, thanks so much. We're going to dig down deeper here with our chief legal analyst, Dan Abrams, who's with us this morning. And Dan, this was in the Situation Room. A lot yeah. of people watching this this morning are going to say that's one of the most secure rooms, if not the most secure, in the White House. Did she violate the law, though? She violated protocols. She violated rules. She may have been a national security threat. And yet she may not have violated the law. And the reason is because, number one, 
the information that she released, at least on the Kelly tape, isn't classified information. It was just her being fired. And number two, Washington, D.C. is what's called a, a one-party consent state, meaning only one of the two people uh, need to consent in order to make a recording, which is what she did. So I don't see at least based on this tape, how what she did is illegal, even though it was wrong and a violation of rules. Yeah, it's funny, you and I were saying it's remarkably clear, the audio on this tape as well. She says she has many other conversations. Is there anything the White House can do to try to, to halt these from being made public too? Well, I think you have to think about not where the recordings were made, but what is on the recordings. So I think that's where they potentially could go after her, meaning I think they may try to overclassify now. They mm -hmm. may try to classify almost any conversations with Omarosa. But can they do that? Well, look, you're allowed to classify. That's up to them in terms of what gets classified and what doesn't. There are arguments all the time about overclassification. So they can certainly try now to classify conversations that had happened with Omarosa so that if she does release future conversations, then they can go after her. Then they can say that's classified information and as a result that's a violation of the law. Now whether that's the right or wrong thing to do is a separate question but when they say they're going to go after her that's the best I can think of in terms of what they have. Oh, they'll do it. Yeah. It's still startling, though, to think about a conversation recorded in the Situation Room. Oh, I mean, startling. I mean, that, just because it may not be a violation of the law doesn't mean that it's not unbelievable that it actually happened. All right. Dan Abrams with us this morning. Yeah. Thanks, Dan, as always.